There are four tasks a warrior must complete to become a war chief of the crow. They must lead a successful war party, take a weapon from the enemy, touch an enemy without killing them, and steal an enemy's horse. In World War II, a young Native American man serving in the United States Army completed all four tasks against the Nazis in Germany. His name was Joseph Medicine Crow, and he would go on to become his people's last war chief and one of their most important cultural leaders. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. Sources for this episode include the Ken Burns documentary, The War, the book Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee by D. Brown, the Smithsonian article Remembering Dr. Joe Medicine Crow by Nina Sanders, the PBS article The Last Crow War Chief Dies at 102, and the USC alumni tribute to Joe Medicine Crow. The Crow, or the, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Absoluk in their own language, are a Native American tribe. The history of the Crow people, like the rest of Native American post-contact history, is full of tragedy and violence. After their first encounter with Europeans during the French's exploration of North America, the Crow suffered from a series of smallpox epidemics. These outbreaks devastated the Crow population. I've seen various historians estimate that anywhere from one-thirds to two-thirds of the Crow died from smallpox in the time between the mid-1700s to 1840. Following the smallpox epidemics came American-Western expansion. During the wars between the Native American tribes and the United States, the Crow, under the leadership of a man named Chief Plenty Coup, sided with the U.S. Plenty Coup believed that the American settlement of the West was inevitable, and that becoming allies with the U.S. was the only way for his people to survive. He also hoped to use America's military strength to crush the Crow's old enemies, the Sioux, the Cheyenne, and the Blackfeet. Because of this, Crow scouts were among the Native Americans employed by Custer during his last stand at the Battle of Little Bighorn, and were some of the only survivors on the American side. Despite allying themselves with the U.S., the Crow were still treated with the same harsh cruelty as the rest of the tribes. Under thinly veiled threats of violence, they were pushed off their land through various treaties and were forcibly settled in their reservation in Montana by 1888. Chief Plenty Coup attempted to fight this injustice by traveling to Washington, D.C. and petitioning Congress to reinstate the Crow Nation, but he was repeatedly denied. Two generations later, Joseph Medicine Crow, which directly translates to High Bird in the Crow language, was born in 1913 in the Crow Reservation near the small town of Lodge Grass, Montana. He came from a family of warriors. One of his grandfathers was a scout for Custer and a survivor of Little Bighorn while his other grandfather was a celebrated tribal chief. Raised by the tribe's elders in the Crow's rich warrior traditions, Joseph was taught to fight like his ancestors. Before he was a man, he had already learned to ride horses bareback, track game through the woods, withstand intense cold, and control his emotions under extreme circumstances. He was taught the history of his people and their greatest warriors. The most revered among them were the war chiefs, legendary fighters who had accomplished four of the most dangerous tasks possible in battle. They had touched an enemy without killing them, taken an enemy's weapon, stolen an enemy's horse, and led a successful war party. 
Joe listened intently and soaked up all of the knowledge his family and tribe could give him. Not wanting to limit himself, Joe also strove for academic excellence. He became a first member of his tribe to attend college and was in the process of earning his Ph.D. in anthropology when America entered World War II. In 1942, Joe enlisted in the Army and became a scout in the 103rd Infantry Division deployed in Europe. Medicine Crow quickly proved himself a fearless combatant, who, despite serving in a war fought with automatic weapons and tanks, honored the traditions of his tribe. He painted stripes on his uniform and fastened a sacred, yellow-painted feather on his helmet before heading into battle. Joe's greatest moments in the war came during the Allies' final push toward Berlin. During the battle for control of the Rhine River, Medicine Crow was ordered to lead a team of seven other men across the German line and secure a cache of TNT that a group of Nazi officers were guarding. This was essentially a suicide mission. Joe told his family later that his commanding officer stated, If anyone can do this, it's probably you. Despite the odds being stacked against him, Joe was unfazed. He led his small squad of soldiers across a field of barbed wire and landmines. While being bombarded with Nazi rifle and artillery fire, he sprinted through the German fortifications, grabbing the TNT and tucking it under his arm. As his men provided cover fire, Joe threw the TNT into the enemy's barricades, blowing a hole in the German defenses and allowing the rest of the American army to advance. During all of this, Joe didn't lose a single soldier under his command. This mission earned Medicine Crow a bronze star and would give him a legitimate claim to being the first American to set foot on German soil in World War II. As the Allies marched further into Germany, Joe found himself engaging in vicious street-to-street urban combat in a small town outside of Berlin. After an explosion separated him from the rest of his unit, Joe began to sprint through the back alleys of the town, hoping to find and rejoin the rest of the infantry. He quickly turned a corner and ran headfirst into a lone German soldier. He tackled the German to the ground and began to choke him with his bare hands. He was about to take the Nazi's life when the man cried out for his mother. This must have touched Joe, and, feeling merciful, he then decided to simply punch the German a few more times in the face instead of killing him, before taking the enemy's rifle. Leading the soldier back to the American camp as a prisoner, Medicine Crow accomplished two of the four requirements to becoming a war chief. Days later, Joe was once again on a scouting mission deep behind the German lines. While surveying the surrounding area for enemy troop movements and gun placements, Medicine Crow came across a small farm where a small group of senior SS officers were guarding a herd of 50 imported thoroughbred racehorses. Sensing an opportunity, Joe hid nearby until nightfall. Then, before the sun rose in the early morning, Joe snuck past the German sentry with only a rope and his pistol. He found the fastest horse in the herd and tied his rope into a makeshift brittle before mounting the horse bareback. Letting loose a crow war cry, Joe corralled the horses out of their pen and into the open field. The Germans awoke and took pot shots at Joe, who began singing a traditional crow war song as he rode away. I know that all sounded like a scene from a cartoon, but that really happened. In the last days of World War II, Joe participated in the liberation of a concentration camp in Poland, and helped mop up the various pockets of Nazi resistance left in Germany. Medicine Crow came home a war hero, with his tribe's elders recognizing his incredible feats of bravery by inducting him as an official war chief of the Crow, the last one to ever be named. Upon arriving back home, Joe re-enrolled in a graduate program at the University of Southern California and married his childhood sweetheart. 
He soon after graduated with a PhD in anthropology, along with three other honorary degrees various colleges bestowed upon him, and went on to write nearly a dozen books on military history, Native American culture, and military tactics. Due to his grandfather participating in the Battle of Little Bighorn, as well as his own remarkable experiences in combat, he often spoke at high schools and colleges, giving lectures about war and his people's history. In 2009, President Barack Obama presented Medicine Crow with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian award in the country, to honor his decades of work teaching and leading. Joe, who was 95 in 2009, personally led the celebratory Crow ceremony afterward. Joe would add this award to his collection alongside his bronze star and his honorary knighthood in the French Foreign Legion. Joseph Medicine Crow passed away in 2016 at the age of 102. Raised to be a warrior, Joe might have been the closest thing to a real-life action hero America has ever seen. And after he was done fighting the good fight against the Nazis, Joe went on to tirelessly help improve the lives of his people and honor their traditions. To close, here's a quote from Nina Sanders, a member of Joe's tribe and a scholar at the Smithsonian. The last Crow war chief was our teacher and grandfather. Joe was raised by our ancestors and thoughtfully reminded us of who they were and how the new generation continues to be part of the narrative. He taught us to embrace our identity by reminding us that our people are victors, not victims. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America.